What is up, guys and gals? Welcome to another episode of the Non-Stop Review. I am your host, as always, Devin, and joining me equally as always is Rick. Hello, everyone. Those of you familiar with this version of the podcast know we don't mince words, we dive right in. So, with more Steven Universe Season 5, what are we doing, Rick? Yeah, Season 5, Episode 4, Lars's Head. 3, 2, 1, and go. Bring me his head on a plate. <laughs> and in case you weren't here for last episode, Lars has just gotten turned pink. Oh, yeah, um... Bit of meta information for you guys. We usually film in three episode stints. And uh, seeing as episode four carries literally straight on from episode three, uh, we decided to just roll with it this time. <laughs> so now we know why Lion is pink. Yeah, we kind of already knew that, though, because you, you've said it 700 times. Yep. Yeah, but look at this way, guy. You got a badass scar now. Yeah. Are you hungry? <laughs> yeah, being hungry is a big deal because uh, he was before. Yeah, no, I assume it's a boulder situation where he just can't feel anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Go away! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fun fact, there's a person in our D&D group who would hate this character. Because <laughs> they don't like it when people talk slow. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Rick, it's been like 15 sessions and they still want to go back and murk that motherfucker. It's been all the sessions. I, th I think it was like session two when you came into play. <laughs> Uh oh. Shit. Shit. You're not a zombie, you're more like a golem. Hmm. And if you've got vitiligo, you turn mottled. Fair enough. Aww. <laughs> oh, right, so it's like Lion's Mane. Mm-hmm. Wait, can he connect to the Lion's Mane via that realm? Maybe. Because if so, that's some hacks.
Oh, right, yeah, that did happen. Yep. I don't know why it was specifically Lars that he, that he possessed either, but... Oh, fuck me. I, I can't. I can't. I know you find it endearing, but... Ugh. <laughs> that's the that's the virgin going. They're having sex. They're holding hands. Shut up. <laughs> it's Ralph Riggum. Like, and then and then they had a baby, and the baby looked at me and winked at me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I hate it. Hey, isn't Bismuth in here? Uh, right now, yes. Actually, no. I think she's in the um the normal bubble chamber. Oh, okay. This is where they found Bismuth. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure if they put her back in here or not. And this is some nice, comforting music, isn't it? Hmm. Hey, Ken! That's some bullshit! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, do you know what fucking sucks, though, is that Lars can't do that. Was that a One Piece fucking reference? It might have been. Sorry, there's a moon thoughts going through my mind, so sometimes they race to come out my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Before eating, find your lesbian space aunts and tell them you're okay. Yep, yep. Or at least ring Connie. <laughs> Who no longer feels hunger. Do it! There's nothing stopping you! What is stopping you from telling them? Mm. Rick, tell me! Uh, <laughs> they're asleep. Except they don't sleep apart from Amethyst. So, I don't understand Stephen's logic. Yeah, like, call Connie, leave her a voicemail, and then she can tell the other gems if you can't find them right now. But unfortunately, only Stephen can do it. Because I believe Steven's mm -hmm. the only one who can do Lion's Mane full stop, right? As far, as far as I'm aware. Yep, super simple. I like how both Sapphire and the giant caterpillar are both just like, yeah, sure, I understand. I get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Magical lizards. Eating magical lizards. <laughs> Durian. Evil. Pure evil. Uh, Durian, the, uh, the fruit likened to eating your favourite fruit while sat on the toilet. That's some propaganda. Chaps. 
Sandwich is the most evil of villain. At least in the, <laughs> at least up until level three in COC. <laughs> there is a bit of a downside, and downside is you can't travel via hair. I can't believe they're trying. I can't believe it works on him. Don't think it works very well. Yeah, it's like it's like trying to disappear up your own arsehole, I guess. That's um Quite the noble sacrifice Lars is making. Mm. I don't think they're going to take also, it, but... And also he still doesn't have a gem, so he's, he's immune to the um, scanners. <laughs> I always like the detail of when the multi-eyed characters have different... Um, expressions based on which there are which eyes they're using. It's very good. Like again, I loved it when um, Pearl and uh, Rose fused, and you had Pearl's eyes being like, "Yeah, eat shit to Greg," while Rose's yeah. eyes were still very much like, "I want you to fuck me in this form." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sort of. <laughs> oh. Okay, Stephen, I really need a gun. Go find <laughs> Vidalia. We know she has a shoddy. <laughs> it's my favourite fucking trope in anything. It's the batting away the hand because they're going in for a hug. Yeah. Please give it to us this episode. I'm smiling, but I'm trying not to cry myself because that's adorable. It is. I kind of half expected Garnet just to be looking cool and giving her giving her a thumbs up. I think, uh, given the high emotion energy of the moment, um, she probably wasn't paying too much attention to um, any uh, predictions that didn't directly involve Stephen reappearing. Yeah, potential futures. But yeah, that was the end of episode four. Fuck me, that was a roller coaster. What did you think? It was decent, but I very much see why it had to be shown with episode three. Yeah, yeah. I think if we left a week or, well, let's be honest, it'll be about three weeks uh, between recording episode three and episode four. I, I don't think it would have hit quite so hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of the two, I believe episode three was much stronger. This was like the cool down answer episode to that. 100% agree. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, you, you, you said it all, man. It was a good episode. We got a bit more, um, like, we got the exclamation point on Lars's 
his character growth and it was very much needed. I suspect we're not seeing Lars and the off-colours again for at least like eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, we've, uh, we've been doing dotting the I's and crossing the T's on uh, Lars's character arc. It's now it's done. <laughs> but look, I'm looking at the episode titles and it straight up says episode 16, Letter to Lars. So I don't even know if we're going to see him again in 12 episodes. It might be even later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, when does Emerald show up? Because you told me that Emerald ends up hunting him. Um, pretty much then. So we do see him again. Mm, okay, okay. And it's when uh, it's when uh, it's when Emerald shows up as well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's do our usual wind down, shall we? What was your favourite moment? I think my favourite moment was the the bit where I said "or" oh, uh, when Lars goes, "You saved my, you, you brought me back to life. Let me be someone who deserved it." When like we as viewers know that he's now already that person. Yeah. And um, but he's still he's still dealing with. He's in, he's been himself his entire life and now he's his best self uh, he's, been, he's done a lot of growing up in the span of 20 minutes yeah it's it's difficult to get over internalising um, a perceived self so yeah I'm giving it to that specific moment how about you uh, I mentioned it in the episode but one of my favourite tropes is batting away the handshake because you're going in for a hug and that was certainly a highlight of the episode for me yeah <laughs> but yeah let's, uh, let's finally put a fourth edition onto our MVP board Rick um, it's not going to be a surprise but go on I don't think anyone really had as much focus in this episode other than Lars. Like, Stephen was there. He wasn't a driver, whereas Lars and his discoveries kind of were, so I think it's going to have to be Lars this time. How about you? Yeah, like, uh, no secret here. Uh, Lars gets that MVP award, going into a real early fucking lead. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough to beat a five. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, tough but not impossible. Oh yeah, totally not impossible. Again, it's it's very obvious that Lars is not going to be a big player for the season, you know. But these these early episodes are definitely focused on him, and he's certainly he certainly earned them. Yeah, our winners tend to be like sixes and sevens. So um, he's going to be top three, most likely. I, I don't want to make any predictions this early, but uh, but yeah, um, Lars has shown all of his character growth in these four episodes. Yeah. And he wasn't even really in episode two, so... <laughs> <laughs> like, this is shorter than most movies, and he's already gone through his arc. Yeah, it's short, it's, it, at the very least, it's shorter than Steven Universe, the movie, so... <laughs> You know, what have we got? If you don't take in the uh, in the opening and closing credits, we've had about, what, 40 minutes of screen time, whereas I think Steven University movie is like an hour 35. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we, we're waffling a bit. Uh, join us next week where, I'll just say it, it looks like there's going to be a weird tonal shift going on. <laughs> yep, back to Earth. <laughs> we've got to get all the Tony episodes out of the way before we finish the plot. I guess, like, no exaggeration, I can see that the title of the next episode is Dewey Wins and Dewey's the Mayor, so... Yeah. yeah. Townie squared. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye.